You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of In. Inside the locker room, 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show. Got Justin Jones and Noah Haynes behind the glass this morning, so they'll be happy to get you in on the show with us this morning. The X account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1 and the email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. You also have a chat feature there where you can uh, put something in and send it right here directly to us. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, a pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your yellow local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build Build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. Uh, I'll be honest, Dad, I was a little bit shocked uh, yesterday that the committee, I think it took guts to do what they did, uh, to probably get it right and get Alabama in over um, a Florida State team that is injured, but I did feel extremely sorry, honestly, for Florida State as well. Florida so, too. That was awful. Yeah, for those players and coaches and fans. Uh, but, you know, it was going to be, somebody was going to be mad. Uh, so I do think, you know, we as Alabama fans, and I know we have a lot of callers that talk about uh, oh, they're out to get Alabama, SEC fatigue, all that. Well, if you were saying that, you were completely wrong. The committee looked at it and did what they uh, thought was best, even with a guy over the committee that was the athletic director in the ACC. Uh, so, anyway, I did feel sorry for Florida State. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Very, very quickly, here's your bowl schedule. The 27th of December, they'll kind of start. A&M and Oklahoma State will play each other. Um, it gives the, these, these are the SEC deals uh, in Houston. On uh, Friday the 29th, Clemson will play Kentucky. Uh, Gator Bowl in Missouri will play Ohio State in, in Arlington, Texas. Then on the 30th, Ole Miss is going to play Penn State. Auburn will play in Nashville against Maryland at 1 o'clock on ABC on December the 30th. Georgia and Florida State uh, will play. Uh, disappointing Florida State, I know, at 3 o'clock uh, on Saturday. On Monday, uh, January the 1st, Wisconsin will play LSU. Iowa will play Tennessee, and it will end up with Alabama playing Michigan. That game will be on ESPN. I think that game is at at four o'clock for the Berg, for people who want to know about the Birmingham Bowl, <laughs> Troy will play Duke um, on uh, here at the Birmingham Bowl, and so that's a good good lick for Troy. Several South Alabama got in the bowl. Several of the smaller schools, if you want to call them smaller, uh, got in bowl games. So 
that's sort of your rundown. I will mention basketball a little bit. Auburn got beat by App State at App State yesterday. Uh, Missouri had a good win over Wichita State in basketball. Southern Miss comes in to Mississippi State and beats them for some reason. Georgia Tech beats Duke, which was unusual. Uh, UNC Wellington beat Kentucky. Uh, the league has kind of suffered some. Purdue got beat by Northwestern. And finally, Kansas beat Connecticut. So those are some games if you're interested in, in basketball. And and as we go through now, I've told you the bowl deal, and uh, we'll take your calls and try to get information to you that we possibly can. All right, yeah, the, um, we'll get to, we got one call, uh, sitting here with Joe, but, uh, you know, one of the things I wish the Alabama fans, now they're all, they were all giddy, but you gotta remember these same people, Justin and Noah and Dad, they were all giddy, probably around week three, were absolutely destroying the offensive coordinator in time of Oh, sure. Uh, they yeah. were destroying the quarterback. That's where they are, though. <laughs> Jalen Milrow, and, uh, the they, were just, they were destroying, um, Tommy, uh, they were talking, Three. they were t- at the end, they were talking Bama fatigue, they won't let them in, and, and, and they did. Uh, the, the committee did what was right, so we were criticizing the committee, we were criticizing Tommy Reese, uh, let, let it play out, let, let Tommy Reese, uh, adjust, uh, to his quarterback and all, so I think we judge these people so fast, and then when well, we get well, in. Well, the problem is we got people judging them, don't know what they're talking and about. And then we're all giddy <laughs> that we got to where we got, but at the same time, we were killing these people all along the way. That, that is the only thing that is frustrating, uh, to be. It's not, it's okay to have an opinion about it, but, uh, just to kill them, and then, and then now we're all so giddy, uh, is not fair, but, uh, I do feel sorry for Florida State, but I do think Alabama and Nick Saban, these players, what a great, uh, job that they did to go over to, uh, to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and win that game, and I think they were deserving. Yeah, uh, they got a couple the, of breaks, but they didn't yeah, win. Yeah, got some breaks, and, uh, you know, you think about if Auburn defends that one last play at fourth and 31, then Florida State's in the playoff, uh, but they didn't, and so that one play kept the season alive. So give Jalen Miro, give the players, give the coaches a ton of credit. We'd like to say we, 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 uh, but at the end of the day, those are the guys that are actually doing all the work, uh, and we get to enjoy it. I'll get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Morning. Did y'all watch the camp? Did you watch the show? What show? Yeah. The Countdown. Yeah. Okay. All right. They put it on the screen for you. Number four was Alabama. Strength of schedule, third in the nation. Georgia, Texas, Ole Miss. Right beside them, Florida State. Fifty field strength of schedule. LSU, Louisville, Clemson. Enough said right there. Play somebody. Don't cry. Play somebody. And then Georgia is right there behind them. Georgia's up to 30. But I don't think that had anything to do with it. No, uh, I don't either. You I don't think that, strength that, of schedule well, had, nothing, had nothing to do with that it. If quarterback didn't get hurt, that strength of schedule wouldn't have mattered. No, would not have. Uh, I you don't know, agree. you got to have – we have it in basketball. Why don't we have it in football? But I'm what saying if that quarterback had not been hurt, do you think – Florida State would have been in the playoff? No. I don't think they'd have been in. I think we'd have got in anyway. <laughs> no, congratulations. I do. <laughs> Joe, no way. <laughs> I do. 
I did. Well, that's what I believe. If that you got to reward. They would have been in. Florida State would have been in. That's right. All right. Tell me what uh, the Georgia-Florida State game. What do you think? What? I'm sorry? Georgia-Florida State. What do you uh, think? Both, uh, you know, Kirby said he was going to have meetings with guys uh, about the portal. Also have meetings about guys whether they want to play or not. So he's in a different situation here. I think he'll turn his attention straight to recruiting. Uh, and the guys that are there, obviously Kirby will do his best to get them ready, but I think he'll, it'll be hard, uh, to get them ready. I think Florida State as well. It'll be hard. Terribly hard. It'll both be hard. they got a very tough job. They do get to go down to Miami, uh, which would be a nice trip for the kids. Uh, but, uh, I think they both got really difficult jobs to have those teams focused and ready to play. Don't you, Joe? Yeah. But they're paid very well to do their job, and they're required to do their job. So that's what they got to do. They'll I, try. I don't, They'll try. Sure. What you're what you're insinuating here? What I'm reading between the lines is it's going to be like when we beat Te- uh, Georgia and they went out and played Texas in the Sugar Bowl and got beat two touchdowns. So what, what you're saying? I'm just saying it's going to be hard. I mean, they have both teams. Uh, Get them up off the deck and get them ready to play in this game. Georgia, who's won back-to-back national championships, in their mind, they look at this as a meaningless game. Yeah, they'll have some non-players. Yeah, they'll have a lot of guys probably out, uh, not playing. And Florida State, uh, I mean, come on, man, that's devastating to do what they did and try to get them back. But, I mean, they're both in the same boat, and those guys will try try their hardest, but those both guys are – had great years and did a great job coaching their teams, but uh, but it's going to be difficult to get them ready to play, don't you think, Joe? It's going to be difficult, but you're playing for your conferences. You're playing to be the fourth best, fifth best team in the country, and maybe even better. Depends on how what good does that do. And you got. thought you were going to be playing the top in the final four, and didn't. Well, if it don't do any good, it don't do any good. That's all I can say, but it would on my it would on well, my Well you'd have a different opinion if your son is at Florida State. Well yeah, but my son's not Thank at Florida you. State. Uh, that's what Florida I'm State played played fifty fifth uh you know, that's middle of the pack. Didn't have anything didn't have anything to do with it. And L S U would be our fourth team that we played. And that was their first as far as toughness of the game. I don't know. You know, the sympathy thing and all that. All I got to do is say play somebody, and then you don't have to worry about it. Well, that's not correct, but good. that's fine. I mean, what do you mean play somebody? They played everybody in their conference, and they played LSU. I mean, <laughs> they played yeah. LSU the nine league. Clemson. Their they, out of conference schedule was not that. Would you like to know what you would you like to know what Alabama got in? Would you like to know the answer to that? Huh? Well, tell me then. If you oh, know the answer, me. the answer to that question is why Alabama got in after they won. And after Florida State won, both teams won, was the league. The SEC versus the, the ACC exactly. is the reason that exactly. Alabama got in. Exactly. Isn't we that, played the number one team in the nation that had won 30 games. Well, so the what? last time they got beat was when we beat Yeah, and that, that on top of the quarter. If the quarterback doesn't hurt, wasn't hurt, it wouldn't matter. SEC, ACC. Pac-12, uh, Florida State would have been in. So, I guess. Well, the same thing happened to Cincinnati in basketball when their stood down that year. And they uh, didn't Everybody gets disappointed. Team. It doesn't matter. Everybody gets disappointed. Yeah, I, I yeah. think the committee, 
it took guts to do what they did. I think they got it right based on what we're too. looking at. But uh, but it's still, you have to feel for the Florida State kids because the only thing they did was beat everybody on their schedule. So, but it's just one of those years. Uh, and I mean, you think back to now that fourth and thirty-one play, how big that was. Uh, it's huge, yeah. huge. Thank you, Joe. And we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have been there, but we Thank, were. That's right. Thank you, Joe. All right, uh, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, gentlemen. I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong about the committee. Uh, and you said it right. You hit the nail on the head. You and coach. If the quarterback wouldn't hurt, we wouldn't have got in. But, but they were. We uh, was, so. Yeah. Well, and that guy made a play at the uh, when we were, we had a 10-point lead. He didn't have to grab the face mask. And we might have been up 10 points, and we might have been up more. But uh, You can't, you can't talk like old. that. A guy tackles a guy. Sometimes he gets his finger in the face mask. Well, no. <laughs> it just, you it just happens. That play, so. It just happens sometimes on a, on a tackle of a guy. But however, Florida State, uh, I feel sorry for him, but I tell you who shouldn't be there, and y'all not going to agree with me, it's the cheaters. The I cheaters no, no, I 100% agree with that. I, I think the, NC, <laughs> the NCAA got it wrong. They should Exactly. They should have eliminated Michigan cause, because what they did – uh, oh, sure they should, they, have. they should have eliminated Michigan and put Florida State in or Georgia. Exactly. Yeah, that's where they got it wrong. I, I agree. agree with that. Hey, I do too. Uh, I saw Harbaugh before when when he got his number one thing there. He's all smiling and stuff. And then he thought he's playing Florida State. You look down there, he's playing Coach Saban. No, I don't. I, I think people are over. <laughs> you look like you've been eating persimmon. I think they were just shocked because they, they thought Florida State was going to come pop up on the screen. So it was just, they were probably oohing and odd all across the country in every, every room when they put Alabama up there. So I think people are, uh, you know. I agree. I agree. With, I, agree with, I agree with that. I think Michigan should have been out. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was. I can't wait to play them idiots. I mean, Harbaugh, this is like Christmas coming early for me to get to play well, and knock them off. It'll be an easy game. <laughs> it won't be an easy game. Well, Miro, they see nothing. They haven't seen nothing like Miro. Baby. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And yeah, it's brilliant what they did in the last Georgia game, and uh, they saved Miro to run to run out the clock. That was brilliant what Tommy Reese and Coach did. Don't call them in place like that. Mm-hmm. Did you think? Hey, good game plan. One thing, guys. Was, uh, Georgia was really ready early offensively, but they kind of. Yeah. I mean, they had a great uh, uh, field goal situation. The penalty on the field goal cost them. So. But anyway, thank you, Bryce. All right, we got to get to break here. Royal Cleaners, uh, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, delivered right back. You got a lot of holiday parties coming up. You got to have all your outfits ready. So give Royal a call, 205-391-0034. Uh, if you want to drop off, University Boardwalk, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 or Rice Mine Road. For all of your cleaning needs, give Royal a call today, 205 391 Zero zero three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. 
From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a major crash on McFarland eastbound at Harrison Parkway with injuries. McFarland is currently closed eastbound. And another wreck westbound on McFarland at 31st Street East. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning, a grinding car crash at the intersection of McFarland Boulevard and James I. Harrison Parkway earlier this morning has resulted in at least one fatality reported and other injuries. Albot says it hopes to get the roadway open shortly. Drivers using McFarland Boulevard at this hour should take an alternate route. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A beautiful day today. The sky's sunny, the high 62. Clear tonight with the low at 36. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Partly to mostly sunny both days with a cooling trend. The high tomorrow 58, the high Wednesday 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. i got several phone calls holding here, uh, so we'll get to them real quickly. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Mike in. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, baby. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. I just want to say I really appreciate you saying what you did about the coaches earlier, you know? Yeah. Those guys got bashed, and... Uh, I think they've done a great job. And, you know, we don't hear enough about some of those position coaches. I mean, Lord. Yeah. How about that offensive line? I mean, you know, that group, the secondary, both of those areas probably now have become strengths of this team. And early in the year, you know, fans were ready to just run all those guys off. Their offensive line was as good as it's ever been. Yeah, they were terrific. Uh, and they've taken a lot of criticism. Uh, but you know, these guys are working night and day. They're away from their families. They're missing their kids' ball games. I mean, they're putting a lot of time in there. I know they're getting paid well. I get it. But, uh, they're putting a lot of time in to try to, uh, make this football team as good as possible. Uh, a lot of sacrifice. I don't think we, we hear, we give Nick Saban all the credit. Uh, but these guys behind the scenes, and he would be the first to tell you that as well. Uh, they play a big part in what this team's doing. Yeah, y'all, both of you guys know with y'all's experience, it's that position coach that's the day-to-day guy with the, the players. And that, I'm not my head coach, but sure. man. Sure. There ain't no doubt. They, they, look, the head coach has a lot of talk in the, in the meeting rooms. But when he gets on the field, he can't coach every position. And those assistant right. coaches do a heck of a job. You know, I let the guys do my defense and, and basketball as we met in locker room decide what was going to do it if you don't have good assistant coaches you can't make it yeah nope and and i think that 
group out there deserves a lot of credit for what they did. And coach, you had some pretty good defensive coaches in your day as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of guys that could coach defense, but we had to have players first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You don't, you don't right, win without, I mean, without players. <laughs> no, you don't. So I'll get out of your way. I just want Good to call, Mike. Don't... Yeah, thank and you. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, and I think he's right about that. We have criticized Tommy Reese so bad. Uh, oh, it's a and, joke. Uh, <clears throat> this guy's uh, developed an offense, and it's grown week to week, and uh Give Jalen Melrose some credit as well. All right, get uh, he gets most credit to the Yellowwood Hotline getting Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? And you're Good. wrong again. You're wrong again. When every, everybody, nobody was bashing anybody at the first of the year. They were criticizing the team. You know what Coach Saban said? Coach Saban said, you know what? You play bad, you get criticized. Amen, Coach Saban. Thank you. And then yesterday, they were telling Coach Saban, oh, you're coach of the year. You uh, did this. You did. He said, hold on a minute. He said, I want to thank my staff. They're the ones that did this. He gave the assistant coaches all kind of credit. Listen to this part. Don't miss this now on national television. And uh, he commended them for the job they did and the players. And he put himself last. And I thought, what a brilliant move. And I'll tell you who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for Florida State. Bless their little heart. I feel so sorry for them. I feel sorry for David Pollock. I understand what he was trying to say. And now I feel sorry for him because you cannot. You've got to feel sorry for somebody that stupid. Well, I don't feel sorry for David Pollock, but I do feel sorry oh, for Florida State. Not? We defended you defended him all week last week. Who did? Barry? Yeah, I did. Defe- oh, oh, defended sorry, David Pollock. Well, I, yeah, I did say that Alabama's football team was not, has not played oh, in discipline. I understand what Georgia. David was trying to say. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Did you watch the games? Oh, that's right. You had to go no, to a wedding. I'm no, sorry. I did watch the game, and I, I, I think Nick Saban's the greatest coach of all time. But my point is, leading up to the game, leading up to the game, he said that Georgia's played more discipline than Alabama. That was a, that was a fact. If they had gotten, they had gotten beat, he had he'd been talking a different way, Tom. That he said. That was a what he said was a fact. Don't, don't argue with that, Barry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying what he said was a fact. Uh, it was not. It was not. It was. It was. You're wrong, Barry. All right. It, it was. It was. Love y'all. See you later. See you. Thank you, Tom. All right. Back down to Yellowwood Hotline and get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Philip, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, how y'all doing today? Good. Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I, I thought, uh, Mike, your previous caller uh, sort of got what I wanted to mention, but I thought the play play of the offensive line was was just truly outstanding. I thought the defensive um, uh, guys holding Georgia to 78 yards rushing was, was probably a key of the game. But my MVP, <laughs> I told my son who went to the game, I told him my MVP was Jaden Proctor. He, he played an outstanding game. Yeah, yeah, they all did. Uh, you know, um, 
give Melrose some credit uh, as well. Uh, but those guys protected him, and he made some made some good throws. Uh, you know, they made a few mistakes there, but uh, they clearly uh, were ready to play. The coaching staff did a great job, and they executed. And uh, they, that's a big time win to go over to Georgia uh, in Atlanta and, and beat the Dogs over there. So, uh, oh yeah, and yeah. it was a it was a huge win. I was. I was a little bit shocked, to tell you the truth. I, I thought George would win the game, not because Alabama couldn't hang with him, but, um, you know, George was just so strong across the board, a little bit stronger than Alabama, I thought. But uh, Alabama was prepared, played a great game, and executed the game plan. Um, I feel great about their, their uh, alignment with Michigan. I think Alabama's going to give them some, some serious problems to contend with, but Michigan plays good defense, so, you know, uh, good for the guys. They get to go to Pasadena, and, and next year, it's going to be a lot better, I think, with the 12 teams. That's going to be incredible. You know, those first games are going to be on college campuses. That'll be interesting, especially if it's in some place like Michigan or or some place like that. That could be interesting. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Phil, we got one more call before we get to Max. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, back up. We'll go all to South Carolina and get Warren into the show. Good morning, Warren. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. good. Hey, good. Uh, look, um, I wanted to bring up something about the Florida State and, and, and the sure. rankings. I, I, I think, I think, and I, I hadn't heard it mentioned, I think the committee was uh, letting themselves out, um, um, and they didn't bring this up. Uh, early this year, when they jumped Oregon up over Texas and Alabama after Oregon had a loss, um, I think that was a big, big problem. Uh, they did they didn't move Alabama, they didn't move Texas, and and they were sitting there with a problem. When Alabama won the SEC title, they had they had to do something, and so therefore uh, Florida State was was. Um, uh, even though they won, yes, 13 and 0, when Alabama beat Georgia, they had to put Alabama in. Well, the whole thing was the league. The league. Yeah. The SEC versus the ACC was, true, that, was the big true, difference. True that, but, but, but everybody forget about the glaring mistake. Glaring mistakes were. Jumps, Oregon jumps Alabama and Texas. And what was Oregon, if, if we don't look at their, their win schedule, why did they jump so high above those two teams and, and, and above Texas who beat Alabama? Well, I think the, uh, they're at, they're sit, everybody they're thought Oregon was going to beat Washington. They really felt like Oregon, right. Oregon outplayed Washington in the game. They just made some coaching errors during they, the game they, that cost them the game. And, uh, but it, they, at the end of the day, Washington, uh, ended up they, winning and took care of it. Exactly. So that, I think that was a, that was a big mistake. And, uh, so anyway, Alabama gets it. I, I've said this before. And another thing people forget, Alabama owns Georgia in the SEC conference title game. Well, they've not we, lost to oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they, they've not lost to them. That, that was a given. Another past game, past quick. games don't have anything to do with it, but that's fine. I mean, there's a record there, but, past, uh, but look, Look, guys, you know, you know the, the odds makers know. I mean, odds makers, you know that. Past games don't, but they do matter. Yeah. They do matter. But well, Alabama's a six-foot uh, dog in that game. They got Alabama they got were. six they, in that exa- game. Exactly. And, I, and I've already talked to I said, that's why everybody got it wrong. 
That's where they wow. got it wrong. And watch it. Okay, so one other thing. Just real quick. First time call. I'll, sure. I'll make it quick. No, I know you got to get your no. callers. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it real quick. Everybody is talking about Michigan. And I'm saying this right now, and I'll call back when Alabama beats Michigan. Tommy Reese is built for this Michigan game. Where did Tommy Reese come from? Notre Dame. Where did he come from? Notre Dame. Where was he an offensive coordinator at before he came to Alabama? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'm telling you guys, he was built for this. Thank you. And he's got players. Play the one. He yeah. has players got to be what, the ones that are built. I, I think what and, gets... he, and he, listen, Go ahead. listen. He and he has better weapons. Notre Dame, Michigan has been skating all year. They played one game where they never threw the ball. Their quarterback will not face a defense like this. They have not faced a running. They've not faced a quarterback like this. This is going to be a very good game. Alabama by ten. Book it right now. Well, Alabama's a one half point. Yes, uh, uh, Michigan's one half point favorite. Yeah, it came out at two. Yeah, it's not. Alabama by two. Y'all load up on it. What's going to be the factor in these? This game is is speed, 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 speed. Michigan doesn't see the speed. They Um, don't see. Thank you. Yeah, they they have not. This is what, and it has always been. Go back and look at all the title games. They have not faced this, and it's going to come at them at every angle. They, yeah. they don't face this up there, and that's where the challenge is going to be for them. Thank you. And all. and and it and and, and 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 Harbaugh knows it. Okay, yeah. speed, hey, speed. Thank, Thank you. Thank day. you. Two minute truck out thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle that. Take great care of you and your stuff. Two zero five two four seven five zero five zero two. Men in a truck, movers who care. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me. You don't want to go to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's a former assistant football coach at uh, Florida State, the Ole Miss radio personality throughout the Southeast. Joins us every Monday, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Doing, doing great, guys. How you all this morning? Good. Uh, well, good, uh, Max. Um, Max, there was uh, going to be somebody upset in this situation. I think the committee was in a, a tough spot there. They gave you uh, – they had one of the criteria with the injury in there. Uh, if it changes right. your team, they get that's in there. So they just had to follow uh, what was there. I think if Travis is not hurt, then Florida State's in this uh, Final Four, uh, even yep. with strength of schedule being way down there. Uh, just your thoughts on what – I was still shocked, to be honest with you, that Alabama rolled in at number four, that they did that. But uh, uh, just your thoughts on what you saw yesterday. Well, I think, I think the consistency, really, of what they did, we looked at – you know, all year long, we looked at the polls, and after Texas beat Alabama, they was always ahead of Alabama. When they went in at number three, I immediately in my mind says, hey, they're going to jump them. And they did. And, but if you watch the Florida State game, and I know, you know, I understand the undefeated season, I understand the win of the conference, but without their number one quarterback, without their number two quarterback, you know, they barely get by 
Louisville on Saturday uh, Saturday night. So, you know, the whole picture kind of was clouded. But I think they had to look at, you know, face value of what Alabama had done. Uh, Well. Improved tremendously, you know, since since that loss uh, to Texas. And I think, you know, overall, they got to be concerned about the fan base. And the fan base certainly, I think, had rather have, I'm talking about nationally, I'd rather have Alabama than the other part of the state. Well, when your commissioner talks to the committee, uh, yep. and is the, and as powerful as commissioner is, and and the answer is is it's best for college football. Sure, then right. that's what puts Alabama in because Alabama was terrific when they beat Georgia. So yep. the, when the commissioner talks to the committee, that that that's big. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I don't believe there's been uh, had Alabama not gotten in. Uh, or Georgia, whichever one they decide to choose, on you know, in response to the Wood loss. But the fact is, an SEC team has been in every playoff, and I, yeah. you know, I think the, the nation. I'm not talking about there's certain segments we all know that doesn't. But overall, I've looked at the numbers. Just when Alabama plays, even schools like Chattanooga in the regular season, there's over four million people across the country watching that game. So I mean, you know, they can't deny those kinds of numbers. When yeah. it comes to it, if you know, if they want to be a success, and I, yeah. certainly the committee not going to go in there and make decisions, just you know, downplay them. They're going to try to do everything they can to get the best teams in there, and I think they did. Yeah, uh, going to the game. Um... Into the first half, uh, Alabama's got it fourth and five. There's a timeout call. They come out. They try to draw them off sides. Uh, they don't get it. Uh, they call timeout and you think they're going to come out and punt. Uh, and they yep. come out and go for it. Uh, I think those calls right there don't get enough, uh, talk that that, that really set the mindset for Alabama when they got it. Yep. Man, that, that energized them. What a great call by Nick Saban and his staff, the offensive coordinator, whoever made it. A great catch by Bond. I know they questioned yep. whether it was a catch or not at halftime. They didn't review it. But I Should think those, those kind of plays right there set the right mindset that we're here to win. Uh, great fourth down call. I know if they don't make it, uh, you criticize them. Uh, but just your thoughts there on that one one decision. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Remember, they were five and a half point underdog going in. Yeah. You know, playing in Atlanta, which, you know, you look at it, Alabama's done pretty well in Atlanta. I don't think they've ever lost there. So, you know, you go back and look at all the surrounding things. I thought it was a great call. And uh, evidently the officials didn't question it too bad. They had to call, you know, they had to call for review, but they didn't. So that's neither here nor there. That's history now. So, you know, I thought I thought plays like that, you know, we talk about, the, you know, the one-inch plays uh, in football particularly, you can never dis- discard that because you never know when that one-inch will make a difference in a play. A call like that is just as important, and they made it. And, I, you know, I, I don't know how much they would have responded had they not made it, but the mindset was that they went for it. Yeah. Now, of course, the, pu- the plus was they did make it, and I absolutely agree that it elevated uh, enthusiasm, I think. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think uh, the running game for Michigan. I think Alabama's running game, the way the offensive line blocked Saturday and knocked them out of there. Alabama's running game took a took a a big time plus. Even though yep. Michigan's going to run it a lot as well, Alabama's running game is terrific. I thought. Oh, I did too. I thought they changed. The, I watched the inside, particularly with the guards and center. Of course, my my pet peeve all year has been number seventy four the freshman on the left tackle the position. But I thought he got better. They tightened him up a little bit, uh, and he moved his feet a little bit better than he has. He's getting better. 
But that, no doubt, I think they improved, and I think that was a good test for them. Uh, I don't believe Michigan's defensive front seed better than Georgia's if it's, if it's as good. So I think Alabama, you know, they, bit, they went there to, to win that football game of the way they can, be, they can win it, and they did it. And I think, you know, that ought to send the message to everybody. I really believe the posters are hoping for a rematch for Texas. Uh, I, I hope Texas can win and, uh, against Washington and Alabama can beat Michigan. And that would be what a great rematch that will be. Uh, we're talking Max Howell. Max, uh, obviously Georgia scripted that first drive. Uh, and man, yep. that was, uh, whew, uh, that first play to Bowers, uh, was something. Yeah. And they went right down the field. I mean, it looked easy. Uh, yep. do you not script more series, like the second series? This is what we're going to do. Cause after that, it seemed like Alabama kind of caught their breath. They adjusted and then they started playing right. much better defense. But boy, it, it didn't look good after that first drive. Did, did, did coaches not have a couple of d- scripts where, okay, the next drive, this is what we're going to run here. It seemed like they kind of went away for some of the things maybe they were doing. Or does Alabama, did they make the adjustments there? Uh, on the fly, just to kind of talk about coaching in those in those situations. I don't think there's any doubt. They, most coaches will have a second script like that. But I remember Kirby came off of Alabama staff, so he knew he knew that they'd make the adjustments. And uh, and of course, you know, coming back, I'm sure they they were trying to read the, the offense, their defensive side of the ball. But Alabama had already made those adjustments. And of course, at halftime, they just you know that's when they redo the game plan if they have to do it. But great staffs like that, and Coach Saban normally finds a way to, you know, to pull together people that can do it. And I, bet I was critical of the hire to start with, not so much of Kevin Steele, but uh, when they hired the guy from Notre Dame, I didn't know, having looked at Notre Dame, but I, I think now looking back, it was mainly because Notre Dame didn't have the talent level that Alabama's got that, that didn't make him look so good. But the fact is that who's ever calling them, and I'm sure he's calling them, Coach Saban's listed in. But the fact is, is that they they changed they changed the, to me the enthusiasm. It looked like to me it just like stirring up a, a hornet's nest, and uh, and Alabama just came back more determined than ever after that first drive, yeah. and they did, and they you know they pulled it all together, and I you know that's a result of of mindset. You've heard Coach Saban say, you know everybody's got to be on the same page. They got to have the same goals in mind, and you know getting thirty forty guys is going to play. To do that on a give, any given day in today's in today's society, with the kids coming out like they are, that's a mess. That, that, that's a masterful choice if you can make that happen. And I think we saw it happen on Saturday. Yeah, that. I think the league is really something. You know, with some really good games. Penn State and Penn State and Ole yep. Miss is to me is good. You know, Auburn and Maryland. Right. Auburn got a little bit better than and and I, I know nobody wants to hear this, but I'll just ask you because you've been involved with it. What did you think about uh, Troy and Duke in the Birmingham game? <laughs> well, I, you know, they, they can Duke play, can Troy play with Duke? I, I, I think they can. I don't know whether they can beat him or not, but I think they can play with them. I mean, the guy came out of Kentucky, the head coach there. He's twenty-two and, and four right now in two years in two conference championships. And okay. if you watch a little running back, if you, I watched that and watched the game again last night because I was just flipping back and forth between Alabama. Uh, the time just at timeouts, but I would, you know, obviously see what Alabama did. But uh, I watched the whole game last night at Troy. They replayed it, and uh, their defense is a swarming defense, man. I mean, they get after you, and they'll take. You know, I remember Mick Andrews used to tell us at Florida State. He said, "Tell those kids." He said, "Look, you know, don't go, 
don't stop when you hear the whistle. You go to the whistle stops. And I guarantee you that's that's a that's another step. You'll get a penalty along the way. And I I thought Coach I was gonna get one, you know, bring up down the sideline he saw a bad call on an official they had to restrain him. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think he'll bring that enthusiasm. And I'll tell you this guys, had had uh, Snoops taken the A and M job, had he actually been offered to take it, it uh, Joe Solomon would have been back in uh I mean John Solomon would have been back in Kentucky today. Because he's the next head coach up there. Who is? Got got Troy. 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 Yes. Uh, Max, how do you, uh, your coaching staffs now, and even like I kind of feel a little bit for some of these Alabama players. Um, let's say a guy wants to go to the portal. He feels bad going in and asking coach now that tells him he's going to get in the portal because you get preparation, uh, for this semi-final game, but at the same time, if you're a guy, you're a backup quarterback and you think that Milrow's coming back and you want to go somewhere where you want to start, sure. you can't wait till, I mean, the game's not till January 1 and you want to get somewhere right. at the semester. Uh, the, the time, uh, the time and all this stuff, the NCAA, which they're not smart enough, but they got to step in and somehow correct this thing. It's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to the coaches to have to be worried about the portal and all right now if they're trying to prepare uh, for a ball game. How do you manage all that uh, to try to and – and the kids, if they come in and they say they want to kind of explore their options, do you let them still practice and get ready for the bowl? I mean, how would you handle all this mess, Max? Yeah. I think you're going to have to, you know, evaluate the kid himself and see if he really does. Wow. Uh, you know, you look at number two, the quarterback at Alabama, number two. I mean, he's not going to get any snaps. But if we look at Florida State, you let Melrose go down, then who are they going to put in at yeah. number two? Yeah. You know, I think that's where the, you know, where the problem goes. When you got a running quarterback like Melrose, you know, you, as good as he is, and he's a big, strong guy, and he's got good, he's got all the tools. But guys, I'm gonna tell you, you know, when you get when you're running full speed down the turn the field and get hit from the side or whatever, or blindsided, you don't never know what's gonna happen. This, this is really a this is really a job for the position coaches to sort of to, sort of give coach a feel as as to what's exactly gonna happen. Right. Yeah, but I mean, what do you do if you're let's just say Ty Simpson wanted to try to go somewhere and start? You know, everybody's gonna call him selfish if he gets in the portal right now. But if he doesn't get in the portal, he can't find out where yeah, he can go. You know, so right. he's he's in a no win situation here. Now maybe he's gonna stay and it's not a problem, but there's somebody over there that's and so I, I don't know how you do that uh, to be quite honest with you. And I think Coach understands it uh, obviously. Right. But I think they put everybody in a tough spot with the timeline of everything. I don't think he's in it out, but I do think you have to evaluate every you know every position that way. And I think, of course, to start with a quarterback situation. And I, if we know Alabama, I just, those guys are there, number two and number three. Uh, now, they, I understand they got a, a kid they've redshirted. They probably will end up being number two next year. And I'm, I'm assuming Melrose comes back. But the fact is, is I think every position or every kid in that respect has to be evaluated some way. Uh, you know, how much how much eligibility does he has le- have left? Is it worth his time to... You know, he's been number two and had played in at Alabama. Uh, I just use that as an example. And does he jump in the portal? And where does he go? Who picks him up? And what if he doesn't get picked up? Uh, you know, that's another thing. I know, don't you talked about it that before? What happens to the kid if he doesn't get picked up? Yeah. A lot of times that scholarship's already used up, 
it, uh, it, or the coach don't want it to come back. Cause yeah, most of them have an idea now, I think, that they that, that get a rumor that somebody would take them. But there's that, there's that third-string guy who's not playing because right. he played at Alabama. Somebody wants him. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it. You know, but I, in that case, you know, in that evaluation, of course, Coach Saban would have to sit down with him, and I'm sure he would look into it himself, you know, if it was a value, quote, a value position. A third-team defensive tackle is not going to matter much. They aren't going to play anyway unless the school gets out of, of uh, you know, out of the reason. But the fact is, a, a, a third-team quarterback is critical. We saw it this year at Florida State. It cost him a slot. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot that has to be compared yeah. in there. You know, Hard deal. There to do it. Yeah. You don't have to use can't make a, a blanket statement that this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did they get it right? Should there be a deal for the committee that we're uh, – with an injury there that you can uh, drop a team down. I, I personally think they should take that out uh, because, you know, it's not fair to – it's like I, I heard Dan Mullen say, like, you you know, they have a month now to get that backup quarterback at Florida State ready, uh, you know. So, yeah, right. he wasn't as good a week ago, but uh, this guy's going to have a week. You game plan, that's what you do. Like, they're not going to blow out Louisville because they're going to – uh, rely on their running game. They're going to run a wildcat quarterback. That's what coaching is. Uh, and so they, they did enough to win the game. Do you think the committee got it right? Taking Florida State out with 13, at 13 and 0? Yeah, I, but I'd say what Dan said, guys, the average fan doesn't know. What the average fan speaks is that same team that played against Louisville yeah. will go into the playoffs and they'll get massacred in the first game. Uh, that's what they, I think they have to be concerned about. They don't keep up with all the things that we keep up with on a day-by-day basis. They don't talk it every day, the fan base. And they want those big audiences. I'm telling you, they want the West Coast audience. They want yeah. all of them across the country. International audience. Yeah. Exactly right. Florida State did not play well against Florida. They won, but they played. They looked awful. And they played, you know, they, they just didn't. Without their quarterback, they just, you know, they, didn't, they couldn't compete on a national level. And I think that was the feeling of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think that, that that in the league, and I think the commissioner certainly had his his say in the thing, and he's pretty strong. But that Alabama deserved it. They, you know, yeah. they well, played, played well enough to yeah, win. I think, and, yeah, and I think a shot, a, a big shot, was they jumped from eight to four. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the you know the, the combination. But guys, they've been one slot behind Texas all year long. I promise you, when I saw Texas going at three, Texas tough. I, I, I said that's it. Alabama's going to be four. Yeah. The they, they Oklahoma State's defense was bad, but Texas was good offensively, regardless. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, they would not surprise me to see an Alabama-Texas rematch. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I, guess, uh, I, I was telling Dad earlier, I think the only mistake that was made is NCAA should have kicked Michigan out. Uh, with what they did, yeah. uh, that's just, just not right. And then they're not sitting here number one. Uh, after having an elaborate cheating scheme, that is cheating. I don't care what you say when you're, uh, got people there filming their sidelines, this, that, and the other. Should NCAA stepped in and kicked Michigan out of this thing? I, see, I, why put, you can't punish the kids for that. The kids didn't have anything to do with that. Sure. So if you take the team out, that, that's like, you might punish the coaching staff. You might have, you know, just kept Harbaugh out the whole rest of the year if he was in charge. Or, you know, whoever else they were, you could make adjustments by penalizing those guys. Uh, but you can't take, I don't think you could take the team out because they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they were, have been the recipient 
of, of a bad call from the NCAA if that be the case. So, I, you know, I think NCAA probably did as much as they could do uh, under those circumstances and did the bad thing. I, I, in all fairness, in, in, in long range, I think Harbaugh's going to be going anyway. I think he's going back to the NFL uh, from everything I agree to keep up with. So, regardless, he you know, he, he'll coach this football game. And I, I saw the interview with him, but he sounds loose and all and feels confident in what they are. But guys, you know they didn't play. They didn't play a very tough schedule either uh, this year. Oh, they did. So, uh, <clears throat> I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think Alabama will play hard, and I, but I think Alabama could win. And uh, of course, they'll get to. We'll see how Texas does against Washington. Well, yep. Uh, I don't really have anything else, uh, but I thought the uh, the SEC bowl situation turned out pretty good. Yeah, um, I did. I, I like the matches. I like you know yeah. if you notice every almost every one of those. They were matched up with other day, you know, day recognizable schools. Uh, I mean, almost every I went through the whole bowl thing this morning, and I, I was impressed. I really was. And the SEC's going, you know, if the SEC's going to claim to be the strongest conference in the country, then they're going to have to perform them. They're going to be under the, you know, they're going to be under the magnifying glass in all the bowl games. So uh, I, I like that. I really do. And I think it sets the tone for next year with Texas and Oklahoma coming. And elevate the twelve games in the playoffs. I think all of that's going to play out. Uh, I just hope the teams that were selected will come to play and come to perform. Yeah, well, Max, we look forward to uh, breaking down that Michigan game and looking at all the bowl games with you as we move through these weeks. I appreciate you and have a great Thanks, Max. Thank appreciate you very much, Barry. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. The uh, I look at this thing. If you were to do it. Blue plate on these bowl games, you go nuts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you hit his blue plate special. Uh, nailed it. Go crazy. Nailed it. Ten and four. Texas uh, steamrolled. Uh, and yes, yeah, another catch. Ten and four. There you go. You got the blue plate bowl game. Uh, we got to keep it going. All right, uh, we'll take this break. Open up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have a major wreck on McFarland eastbound at 37th Street. That's Harrison Parkway. The highway is closed at this time. Everything else moving pretty well around town. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Weather Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A beautiful day today. The sky's sunny, the high 62. Clear tonight with the low at 36. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Partly to mostly sunny both days with a cooling trend. The high tomorrow 58, the high Wednesday 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, we want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern for bringing you the 7 o'clock hour. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. Going to take the top of the hour break. The phone lines will be open for the next 15 minutes. 205-342-9904. You're listed to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. Check Sunday's action for Week 13 in the NFL. The 49ers beat the Eagles 42 to 19 in Philadelphia in a rematch of last year's NFC title game. San Francisco's nine and three. Philadelphia ten and two. Sunday night, Packers beat the Chiefs 27 to 19. Green Bay six and six. Kansas City at eight and four. Lions improved to nine and three with a 33 28 win over the Saints in New Orleans. Dolphins down the Commanders on the road 45 15. Miami nine and three. Texans hold off the Broncos for a 22 17 win. Houston seven and five. Denver six and six. Colts improved to 7-5 with a 31-28 win in overtime in Tennessee over the Titans. Steelers lose at home to the Cardinals 24-10. Pittsburgh falls to 7-5. Falcons beat the Jets on the road 13-8. Atlanta at 6-6 leading the NFC South. Rams over the Browns 36-19. LA 6-6. Cleveland falls to 7-5. Chargers shut out the Patriots 6-0. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 21-18. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Austin Insurance Agent Andrew Knifer. He's my agent. Let him become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They'll run the numbers for you. They'll send you a quote. Uh, it's 205-722-9201. I always talk about it. I made the switch uh, several years ago. I'm very happy. You got the backing of all state, uh, but the local flavor with Andrew who will take great care of you. Once again, 205-722-9201. Yes. You talk about this transfer portal, Barry, and what a mess it is for people. Um, Ohio State's um, quarterback, starting quarterback, I think it's McCord. Yeah. He's put his name in transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> but people are going to criticize the kid. Uh, oh, sure. But it's that's the okay. system that's in place now, so... You know, these kids, they got to figure out where they're going. The bowl game's coming up. So what do you do if you're a coach? A kid wants to come in. He wants to transfer. Uh, so a lot of these rosters will be depleted. That's why you don't, I mean, I don't even know how you can put out line. Most of the kids won't leave if they're in the final four. But if you're not in the final four, uh, then uh, these coaches have to deal with this. Uh, what, what would you do if a kid comes in and says, hey, I want to explore my options but I want to keep practicing for the bowl. Do you let him keep practicing for the bowl, even though he's in the portal? Um, I think I think it's a I think it's a team decision. I think it's a, it's your it's your captains and your five your ten guys that you meet with every day, not every day, but to visit with. Um, you know, I think you I think you get a feel for it with visiting with your ten players that that uh, sort of represent the, the the body of your team. I don't necessarily have to do what they say do, but you listen to that and talk to them about that and decide what the what the mood of the team would be before you before before anything happens. That's what I did. Yeah. Um I mean all these situations are, are unique. Um so but the you know, the championship the semifinal is not till January one, one of these other yeah. bowl games. Um yeah, three of them on the on one rest of them are prior to the you know, you got like DJ Ungalele. Do you let him play quarterback for Oregon State, or do you say hey, you're in the portal? Get on. We're, we're going to play somebody that's going to help. Well, us next year. you know, two-time transfer guy who's 
gone and gone and gone. I, I'd put him 88 out the gate, probably. <laughs> so how do you, how does Vegas even handicap these games? Yeah, they can't. They, Vegas can't handicap them very well because you're, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a, a screen full of transfers. We're going to get a, a screen full of seniors who have just, who are not really going to be pro players who have decided they don't want to play in the bowl. Uh, now, if it's a nice spot to go to, and Chick-fil-A Bowl is going to give you Chick-fil-A passes for a lifetime, <laughs> uh, something like that. But it, it, it's not if – it, if it's something you just had enough, you fix to get married, uh, whatever, uh, you just go in and say, Coach, I, I, I'm not going anywhere, but I, I'm not going to play. And that's going to happen with all these teams. So it, it's – you're right. It's it's hard to hard to guess exactly what, you know, what – what the handicap's going to be at one half point. And, uh, Texas is, uh, Texas is the four point favorite over Washington. I think the interesting thing for me, Texas and Washington, they play so much alike, uh, within the passing game. I thought, you know, uh, Washington's a little bit more wide open with theirs and the kid's a good player. Uh, he's a very confident, confident quarterback, I think. Then, uh, Certainly, years is very good at Texas too, so that should be a interesting game. Sort of playing, playing. I think Texas wins, but uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, the call that Nick Saban and his staff made at the end of the second uh, quarter when they were going to the line come out timeout. They come out to punt. They don't punt. Uh, they don't take the delay. They call another timeout. So you're thinking, all right, they're getting ready to run out and punt the ball. I certainly did. And they come out and go for it on fourth and five. I think that's kind of something that you do when you're an underdog. Uh, people don't think you're going to win. You really yeah. got nothing to lose. You're ranked eight. They're like ranked one. And then when you get it, it, it just uh, immediately energizes your team, which they did. Yeah. So they go into halftime with all the momentum. Uh, and if it doesn't work, uh, they get well, the ball if, there. If, you don't, if it doesn't work, son, it's a why. Why would he do something? You know, it's <laughs> It, you know, it, it, it is it is what it is. That's that's the way people are. You know, it's, people judge things after the fact rather than before it happens. Uh, yeah. So, Tom, we at the beginning of the show, I'd kind of gotten on the Bama fans of being so critical of uh, Tommy Reese and not letting it kind of play out. Baby Milrow as well. Uh, the, the selection committee saying they were going to be SEC Teague and bias. Of course, Tom took exception to that, said I was wrong. The coach Saban even says you can, you should be criticized. He said we were, is there a difference between, I said bashing. He said it's okay to criticize. Is there a difference between, uh, uh, Justin, your mind is there a difference between criticizing and bashing? Is that the same thing? Is there a difference in those? You in know, those Noah two said words? it. Noah said it was volume. I guess it might be tone as well. Yeah. I, although sometimes I've had some people like criticize me or something, and they they sound nice, but you're like, shut up, man, don't. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been. Well, your yeah. coach didn't know what, what was going on. He coach didn't sleep any the night before trying to. Wonder exactly what the committee is going to do, but um, I think I think uh, Alabama was deserving, but I also think I think the league had the final say so in my, my opinion. Well, that and then the injury, you know, and there are people <clears> saying, <throat> yeah. "Well, the Florida State kids, they should act like he was day to day, not been 
honest about his injury. If they felt like he was day to day, maybe there's a chance that he would. No one of the weren't was it. There's a chance he may come back and play in the ball game and didn't reveal his injury. Would that have uh, factored in this decision? Uh, could could they have done that though? I mean, we all saw that. No, they're not going to play. Well, you know, you don't know the circumstances, but I do think Dan Muller makes a great point. Like. As coaches, you take what you got and you divide, and you devise a game plan around what you have. And they knew they didn't have that quarterback, so they weren't going to throw the ball. They were going to run it and win with defense. And so, if you give the kid uh, that had the concussion, you give him a month now uh, where he's getting all the reps uh, because when he comes in, you know he had. In the North Alabama game, obviously, he didn't even know he was going to play um, unless it was just going to be mop-up minutes. But you give a, a staff like that that a month to get a guy ready to play, he's going to be much better than yeah. what he was yeah. before, right? Yeah, he is. I think in the Florida State game, Jeff Rahm, the coach at Louisville, is a – because I, I visited with um, – what's his name from UAB that worked for him. He's a He is an offensive – wound up kind of guy. He studies offenses and changes offenses and does a lot of things a lot different offensively. He is, he is just into that boy than defense. And Louisville turned out to be not that great. But I thought Florida State certainly did a great job against them defensively. Uh, they weren't as good. It wasn't a great game and it wasn't a huge score. But, uh, you know, all, when you have a quarterback that's doing everything he can, it has not played at all. It, it was uh, certainly a decent score. Yeah, so, um, but I get their frustration uh, and the disappointment there sure. for those kids uh, and for people to not understand that. Uh, just, I don't know, I don't get that part. But uh, but you're happy for Alabama. Somebody was going to be upset regardless sure. if they'd have put Florida State up there, then we'd have a lot different phone calls coming in here uh, this morning. Well, so. It's a money game, too, and the, the Alabamas versus the Michigans or whoever whoever is going to be and, uh, and, and at the Rose Bowl is is a big-time money game for everybody. Of course, all the criticism that all of our fans get with CBS, they're through with them now. So ESPN, ESPN, ABC will have the games next year, and they don't have to put up with people they don't like. There you go. All right, Wayne's Pest Control serve over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial Pass control service. All right, Doug picked four games uh, this past week. We'll look at Doug's uh, report card, and we'll see how he did. I think Doug may have done a little bit better this week, so we'll celebrate with Doug. You're the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. The Birmingham Ra- Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A beautiful day today. The sky's sunny, the high 62. Clear tonight with a low at 36. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Partly to mostly sunny both days with a cooling trend. The high tomorrow 58, the high Wednesday 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
back to inside the locker room. We'll get right here to the uh, Wayne's Press Control Hotline. We'll bring in our main man, Doug Bell. He's play-by-play with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports Headquarters. Joins us every Monday. Uh, we'll look at Doug's picks as well, talk a little golf. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. Uh, how are uh, you doing today? Uh, we're doing fine. I wanted to ask you a couple of golf things. Uh, no, sure. Scotty, Scotty won at the Hero World Championship. He came in second the last two years. I was lucky enough the other night out eating, and I met Steph Sprock, Strocker. He was at the restaurant where I was. Oh, wow. Great. And they brought him over and I introduced, introduced me to him. And uh, he was second at 1,700, and, and Justin Thomas was 1,600, and he was third. So... That's enough of that. But my only question for golf, but not only one, but one of them, is explain to our listeners the situation with, uh, and, I, and I, for some reason I should know this, about uh, about uh, Tiger's caddy. Is he changed cat? What's happened there? Well, Coach, I, I tell you, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, here we are through three weeks before Christmas, and this week the world of golf is going to be turned upside down. Uh, but to answer your question first, Tiger hasn't decided on his caddy. Listen, he's going to play. He's going to play the Genesis Invitational in LA at Riviera, and then he hopes to play all the majors. Well, who's been his caddy? Well, Joe Lacava was his caddy, and Lacava, you know, now uh, you know carries for Patrick Cantlay. It was involved in that dust up yeah. at the Ryder Cup, and so at the tournament in the Bahamas this weekend, uh, Tiger had his best friend. The guy who's the vice president of Tiger, the Tiger Woods Foundation caddied for him. He's not going to be his regular caddy. And when asked about that, Tiger said he still has not decided who's going to caddy for him. And the reason that's important is because uh, the story right now is that Rom will announce he's going to go live golf yeah. this week. And that will be followed by announcements potentially from Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. And that means Joe LaCava would carry for um, Cantlay on live if indeed that comes true. So, and then of course wow. another big story, you know, aside from all this live stuff, is the golf ball rollback. You know, the uh, the USGA and the Royal and Ancient Golf Club will announce this week uh, a uh, industry uh, change in the golf ball where they what? do not want it to go as far. They're going to roll back the length of a golf ball, oh. and that was the big big deal they ask all the players about in the Bahamas and you know the players are kind of like well gosh I mean we hit it a, a country mile anyway so if you roll it back where maybe it decreases is 10 yards that's no big deal but it will be a big deal for the average golfer uh who likes to go out there and have a good time and hit that ball and let it roll down the fairway 40 or 50 yards what does McElroy say about that well, Rory is not in favor of it. Um, he thinks that it's, uh, you know, again, he thinks there's two organizations that, that say they want to, uh, do everything for the great game of golf, but he thinks they're, they're removed from the game. That okay. Let's like just say then that, that title is rolls theirs back, but, uh, uh, um, BJ, uh, uh, another golf ball doesn't. Taylor made or somebody bridge yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be industry. It'll be the entire industry will have to uh, adhere to it. Just oh, like, really? In other words, if I'm a bad player, which I am, I, I can't I can't get a golf ball that's going to go further. <laughs> go buy well, a ball you can right now. Yeah, Barry, that's the key. That's what everybody <laughs> said. You better for Christmas. You better just buy up all your favorite golf balls because they won't be available in 2024. 
Gee, oh, yeah. No, Christmas that, ain't that, mauled. That's oh. big news, yeah. Now, and now listen, for the average golfer uh, who just goes out there and plays a Titleist, you know, I mean, it, it may make a little bit of a difference, but it, it'll be negligible. Because people just play golf and have fun. Well, in their minds, they'll think it. They'll think it's just a ball, <laughs> not that. Well, I'm, I'm not stopped feeling. Yeah, that's exactly that. right, Barry. They'll be thinking big. Yeah, they'll now Lacombe. Lacombe. Right, let me. I, let me. I know. I know we want to go football. I got it, but I need to answer this. Lacombe. No, no, that's good. Uh, Lacombe. Uh, is he won't go back to? He won't go back to Tiger. It, right now, it doesn't look like that. You know, it looks like he's made the move. And, you know, for obvious reasons, it could be money. For example, the, the story that they're talking about, Rom, Rom wanted to wait, according to stories, till after Tiger's tournament. Um, and Tiger played all four rounds, by the way, shot even par. Didn't look great, but at least he yeah. played. But anyway, yeah. as for Rom, they're saying he would have a $300 million signing bonus. He would get $300 million spread over 10 years, and he would own 100% equity. And he would own his own team. You know, Live Golf has these this team yeah. competition. Christmas. And he Very would be the owner. He, he'd pick his players, and he would divvy, he, you know, be the owner of, you know, like a sports team or something. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy. Why are they doing it for him? I mean, his name is big, but why would, why would they give $600 million? I don't understand. Because they can. Go ahead, Ben. Well, well, they can, but see, he's he's a global name. Uh, you know, he's he's – huge in spain and europe uh you know in the united states he's obviously big because he won the masters uh but but tiger's still the biggest name in the game but i mean when you're talking on a global scale and when you take a guy like john rom the number number two player in the world away from the pga tour you're hurting it uh just like uh when all these kepka and DeChambeau uh and all these other guys left for live i mean you're you're hurting the product and now if you take John Rahm away uh, and potentially Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley, then you really are injuring the PGA Tour. So, I mean, there's you're getting, you're getting $600 million, uh, that, that, and, that's going, and I know you got to pay taxes and all only, but that, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 you don't have to do anything. You're getting the $600 million just Well, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that doesn't even include what he could potentially win on the golf course. And, and what he would do, would he would play a live schedule – and then all four major championships. He's the Masters champion, so he'll play in that the rest of his life. Uh, he's the, you know, we won the U.S. Open three years ago, so he still has a couple years left on that. Uh, I mean, he's still high enough in the world rankings where he'll be in the major championships for the next, you know, five to seven years, regardless of what happens. Yeah, So what are they going? To, I, mean, I thought we had this merger going on, Doug. <laughs> they tricked us. They tricked me. I was telling us Liv was going to go away. <laughs> Liv's not going anywhere. And they're well, yeah, talk, yeah, Barry. I mean, talk it, to me, it, Doug. It crazy? Talk to me. Well, here's the deal. Um, uh, again, when Jay Monahan, the commissioner, uh, made that huge announcement months ago, where he said, "Hey, we're we're, we're putting down the swords. We're going to join forces with this PIF, this you know, this Saudi Arabian uh, sports entity." And so the negotiations have, have continued. And by the way, that window runs out December 31st. And as Tiger said at his tournament, the next few weeks are vitally important for professional golf. Tiger described it as murky because there's at least 10 outside investment firms. We're talking some of the richest on the planet who want to also get involved. And so the PGA Tour now is talking, well, maybe we shouldn't just go with live. 
maybe we should go with these four or five other uh, outside firms as well, and we'll just share the wealth. And so that's why Tiger was describing it as murky. And that's why Tiger wanted to be on the player advisory board, because he wants to know exactly what's going on in the negotiations. Well, why? wouldn't you just love to be his lawyer, Rom's lawyer? I mean, he, the kind of money he'll make to make you darn sure the money's coming in. I mean, that, that's – and may, let me ask you this question, then we'll get out of this. $600 million, how, how, do, how does Liv benefit from giving a guy that kind of money? What, what benefits does it do for them? Well, they, they've they've obviously taken away. I mean, they've already taken away, even though nobody's watching the live, but they've already taken away Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson. I mean, these guys were obviously, and, and even though Phil's getting older, Dustin Johnson. I mean, these guys were prominent figures on the PGA Tour. So now, you know, Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world who won over the weekend in the Bahamas, he's already said, I, I'm not interested. So, okay, well, let's go to John Rahm. Who not only is a big man. Oh, I thought you said Scotty was going. Oh, Chef no, no. not going, but but uh, oh, no. Cantley is buddy. and Shoff, and Xander Shoffley. They okay. say they're going to go. And remember, okay. they pulled out a Tigers tournament at the last minute unexpectedly. Really? And yeah, and so everybody's kind of like, well, gosh, what you know? And so if you add up all the dots, now we'll see if all this comes to light. But right now, everything everything that you read. And, you know, how many stories are completely accurate, I don't know. But this well, What kind of money would those two get? Oh, gosh. they. I mean, you know, Kepka and DJ and those guys. They I were mean, what kind of money would, would the other two guys, Sheffler, I mean, the two that are going with Rom, what, what kind of money would they get? I would say they probably get, uh, you know, they certainly wouldn't get more than Kepka or DeChambeau, but they'd get in that $250 million range. Okay. I mean, if I mean that's keep crazy. Plucking, that's crazy uh, money. Doug, if they keep plucking three, four, five guys a year for you, know they're gonna have the whole tour over there. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, Barry. That that's that coach asked that question. That's it, and that's what the PGA Tour is worried about. If they keep plucking these players, uh, so you know, somebody asked me the other day. I said, "All right, uh, if you don't talk, if you without Tiger and Rory, take their names out of the equation, right? And let's say Rom does leave. Let's say Cantlay and Shoffley leaves." Then name five of the most prominent PGA Tour players right now. And I had to think about it. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you start taking these guys away, right? It's kind of like, well, gosh, um, you know, I could certainly name them. But when you name them, it's kind of like, well. I mean, at what point is Justin Thomas oh crap? There ain't nobody left over here to play. (laughs) How much are you going to give me? I mean, like, you better get in there now because. We win a lot of money on PGA Tour now. Yeah. Hey, hey, Doug, t- listen, you and Barry, I'm going to tell you all before we leave, I've got a bunch of golf balls I can sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tons of them. I'll be happy to. I, I, I haven't gotten my price up yet, but they'll go longer. Can you imagine you're going to get one out there and the guy's going to be 15 yards for you? So, yeah, well, you're using one of those those illegal balls. God, I'll buy some believable. <laughs> Is that crazy? And you know, oh my heavens, they ain't mauled. I ain't never heard anything like this. I mean, the club championship. People are going to be, you know, let, let me look at your golf ball. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I got some of those old golf balls. Oh well, you can't play. Are they going to mark the new ones, Doug? Well, you know, it's a new one. They going to be a special mark on it. I would guess. Yeah, I would guess. I, I just, uh, I mean, you know, Titleist and Bridgestone and TaylorMade. Uh, I mean, all these 
companies that make these golf they've already made i mean they have so many golf balls are ready to go it's christmas right yeah. yeah and now all of a sudden you're gonna in 2024 you're gonna have a rollback they're gonna be that's cheap. gonna happen and they're gonna have to and all those golf balls you get for christmas now like you said they're gonna be in essence outlawed if you play in any sort of tournament oh my heavens they mauled mm. <laughs> you gotta call the tournament and find out what kind of golf ball they're gonna use before you enter i mean golf used play. to be so boring you know, this time of year, we'd have a few fun events, you know, father-son here, there, and look at it now. I mean, it's upside down. All right. Uh, let's go okay, to football. Okay, that ends let's that. Let's go to football. <laughs> uh, Justin, get ready. Get get up. Oh, we, we, we always go through Doug's picks. If he hits, we give him the cha-ching. <laughs> if he yes. misses, he gets the bump, bump, bump. And let me just tell you, that bump, 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 bump. I won, Doug. That, I know that bump 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 button has been worn out, but I think this week it might be a little different. All right, Doug, Texas versus Oklahoma. He said that was Wimp's blue plate. Dad's blue plate. He said take the minus fourteen and a half, easy winner. Texas forty nine, yep. Oklahoma State twenty one. Copy uh, my paper. Troy uh, versus App State. He said, take Troy minus six and a half. Easy win. Troy 49, App State 23. Sing it up. Uh, he said, Louisville versus Florida State. He said, take Louisville plus the three. Uh, no, 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 no. All right. There's one loss. He said, Alabama, Alabama. He was believing in the tide. He believes in Nick Saban. He can do it all. He said, take the tide plus the five. So ring it up for Doug. Cha-ching. <laughs> so Doug is just, yes. he is three and one. That's uh, great for, for him. Congratulations, Doug. So that runs his record. <laughs> if you would think he's done well this season, 17, 31, and two, Doug. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, look, as, 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 my, as my favorite basketball coach, as my favorite basketball coach always says, thank you very much. Thank you, Doug. You were due. Uh, you were due. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, Doug, did the committee get it right? Well, uh, yes, they did. And uh, this morning, you know, I was I was going to the gym and listening to Danny Cannell, the old Florida State quarterback who's on the radio. And, oh, my goodness. Um you know, he, he really has taken this personally that Florida State got left out. Uh, Rod DeSantis, the governor of Florida, I mean, he is held They're a press conference. They're blaming him. They're blaming him. Oh, my, my goodness. Um, yeah, no, listen, the, the committee was in uh, a situation where they did not want uh, another TCU. Uh, they had to create two really exceptional games with the hopes of having an outstanding championship game, and and, and they have. Uh, and I told you last week, the Southeastern Conference was not going to get left out in in any way, shape, or form. Alabama was going to get in if they pulled off the upset. And if Georgia had won a close game, obviously they would have been in. And, again, FSU would have been disappointed because they, they're they going to take Texas. So uh, regardless of what happened in the championship game there, FSU was going to get left out in the cold. And, you know, it was interesting, guys, and here's the way I saw it. Remember when Alabama goes to Lexington uh, what, three weeks before the end of the regular season, and they blow out Kentucky. They blow them out by 35, could have been worse. Two weeks later, Kentucky, the same team that gets blown out, goes to Louisville and beats Louisville in the last and week. Compare of the scores. 
I think the committee's going, wait a minute, this Louisville team, and now they're going to go to the ACC championship. So all this played out, and uh, FSU was going to get left out regardless of the you commission. Know, you know, the you league. Know, you know whose fault it was, uh, don't you, Doug? Who's that? Auburn's defensive coordinator. If you defend the fourth and 31 You're probably properly, right. <laughs> Alabama is not in, and Florida State is in the playoffs. So blame Auburn's defensive coordinator, right? Right? If you want to get right down to it. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah, I probably should have rushed a few more people there. Yeah, that would have helped. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with that said, I, I mean, how exciting is it going to be, guys? Seriously, uh, Michigan, Alabama, and the Rose Bowl, and then and Texas, Washington. I think will be a good game. And ultimately, I do believe we'll have a rematch from the second week of the regular season, where it'll have, it'll be Alabama and Texas going off for the. Uh, well, that Nashville means nothing, but you think no. <clears throat> well, uh, I, I think people, you know, after the successful season <clears throat> I've had picking winners, I think people are listening, Coach. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're listening to you. Yeah, yeah so they are listening. <laughs> they're listening. just betting against you. They're going the other direction. <laughs> yeah. But well, you know, it, it's funny after last week's show when I picked Alabama, and I, I was looking at Twitter there, or X, and all those people, after they heard me on your show, they were like, no, Doug, please, don't pick Alabama. Don't pick Alabama. They, But... You know, it, it all worked out. It you all worked out. You were due, Doug. Doug, I'm telling you right now, you're going to have a heck of a time in these bowl games because just before the team's fixed to play, two guys will walk in and say, Coach, I'm not going to play in the bowl this year. You got, you're well, not yeah. going to know it, and the line's going to be there. You go, you're not going to win a game in the, in the bowl game. No, you're, you're right. Ohio State's quarterback. Yeah. I just announced today he's going to the transfer portal, so I, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. You're going to hurt. That line's going to be hurting. Yeah, I mean it's you're right. I mean right on. These games aside from the playoff games, you know, every every other game is going to be affected by by players entering the transfer portal or just sitting out because they they don't want to get injured before the uh the NFL draft. For example, uh Jane Daniels, the LSU quarterback. Now, you know, we got the Heisman Trophy thing coming up. Is is he going to play in the bowl game or is he just going to avoid potential injury as they play Wisconsin. What, and what, you know, what should he do? Um, well, I mean, Bryce Young played last year for Alabama yeah. and, and got it done. Of course, I, I think maybe there was some sort of uh, NIL thing going on there. Yeah. Um, Dr. Pepper. He and Will Anderson. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they potentially, uh, yeah. uh, you know, benefited. Uh, but and, and maybe this young man will too. You know, maybe in some way he'll, he'll benefit from an NIL uh, extension of some sort. To, to play in that football game, but it, it really is a meaningless game yeah. uh, for a young man who could potentially be the number one pick. Yeah. You know, maybe you know he runs a lot, yeah. yeah, and he runs it a lot. And you know, he got hurt in the Alabama game. Remember, got hit hard and got hurt. So uh, maybe he wants to avoid that. So you're right, coach. I mean, that's the thing about all these bowl games now, and obviously, people watch him, and because people will love to gamble in these bowl games. But man, oh man, is it going to be hard to pick them? Ooh. You're right. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard. Yeah. All right, uh, Doug. We look forward to breaking all down. I think the speed will, will overwhelm Michigan. Um, I think Alabama speed. I think it'll be Alabama Texas uh, national championship game. So we'll see. All right, Ooh, Doug, that'll be fun. Tell them about yeah, MD, that'd be great, Wellness, MD Wellness Aesthetics before we let you. Yeah, go. absolutely, guys. Two zero five five eight two nine two one six is the number. Uh, MD Wellness and Aesthetics dot com six fifty Inverness Corners, and you can go to the website MD Wellness and Aesthetics dot com 
And Christmas three weeks away, uh, you get it going in now with Susan, Brignette, the owner, and get all sorts of gift certificates for your wife. Uh, or maybe the, the ladies listening get something for their husband. And we're talking about all the guys, the skin care, uh, the hair treatment, weight loss, uh, all sorts of stuff, hormone replacement. They do it all. Been doing it a long time, too, by the way. Uh, Dr. Don Mancuso is the medical doctor. Free consultation right over here in Inverness. Uh, again, 205-582-9216. Thank you, Doug. Got some free. I got, week, some, got, got some golf balls to sell. Yeah, I'm going to some <laughs> golf balls today, Doug. There you yeah. go. Thank you. <laughs> See you, bye. All right, let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that will be at, right there for you if you will go to them after an accident that you feel like could have been avoided, whether it be on the highways, whether it be in your neighborhood, or in a, in a position where uh, you just feel like that uh, could have been avoided. Then Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234 are the people to go to. There have been a lot of cases in the southeast, not just Tuscaloosa, in the southeast, the state of Alabama, that Prince Glover and Hayes have, have won. Uh, and so I would, I would advise you to give them a call at 345-1234. Uh, and you, after that, you will give them a call, and you'll go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them, and you, I think you'll find that they're very, very good attorneys. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. That's the Tide 100.9 the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we can now confirm a pedestrian was killed walking along McFarland Boulevard around 4 o'clock this morning. McFarland Boulevard eastbound remains closed at Harrison Parkway. Everything else looks like it's moving pretty well. If you see conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns and Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Holiday. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Live. We're on like Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com are great sponsor on inside the locker room you can go right there to the website look at the new inventory the used inventory you can schedule a service right there on the website they're out at 3325 skyland boulevard um justin told you got a lot of new vehicles out there so if you're looking to purchase maybe something for the holidays and swing by there today and tell them that wimp and barry sent you all right tonight uh dad uh, coach oates will play a uh, one of his former assistants yeah. Ryan hodgkin and Arkansas State. They're uh, struggling. Struggling. They're two and six, uh, oh and four on the road. Alabama is a 25 and a half point favorite, but, uh, you know, they got to get to playing better. They talk about playing better defense. You'll probably play against, play better defense tonight just because you're probably going to be more athletic, uh, probably better players. But, uh, what is NATO's looking for tonight against Arkansas State? Well, just to continue to look at his, uh, rotation and to see if they're not, as you've said, better defensively, maybe, do a little bit better on the offensive boards and get some, get some, at least some putbacks and some, you know, where they where they outscored 18 points in the in the paint against Clemson. Although Clemson's very good, uh, I think I think trying to balance it out a little bit more where it's out where it's. I know it's going. I need to use the word outside first because that's where they play. 
maybe a little bit outside inside, get some inside stuff. I think uh, I think the lob pass to somebody back at the back. The the, the thing that uh, been a little bit I don't know. What, I'm not trying to. I hate to get on here and talk because I don't feel like I should. But uh, the big guy from North Carolina, instead of being able to be a a, a grabber and sticker inner, is is more of a, wants to be more of a three point shooter. And I guess that's I guess that's fine because he doesn't have a great defensive player. Oh, he's not shooting it great, but uh, where he is the probably the biggest kid they have. Um, uh, the good player Nelson kid is a good player, but not as big. He could be the the guy they throw the lob to, but that hasn't been what they've been doing. But I think you're right. Defensively is the big thing for them. You know, I, you, and I guess you're probably. Just... You know, you'll be able to play more people tonight, but your your next three games, you're going to have to tighten that rotation, kind of yeah. figure out uh, how you want to sub, who you're going to count on, because you've got Purdue um, this weekend on Fox uh, at 12:30. You got at Creighton, who's just absolutely uh, killing teams. Then you got Arizona. So uh, we're there. You know, you're going to have to play your best player. So the, I guess he's still trying to decide maybe on a rotation when you play in yeah. a schedule like that with those next three games after tonight. Yeah, you know, the league has been a little bit tricky for me and, and that uh, Arkansas had not played well until they got all excited to play Duke. Uh, uh, Tennessee lost four games. And for Wilmington, North Carolina Wilmington, to come into Kentucky and beat them on their home court was probably the shocker of the year. Um Certainly, Kansas and Connecticut could, could go either way, but playing at Kansas gave them a little bit of advantage there when they beat Connecticut. Or Purdue got beat by Northwestern. Purdue is beatable, I think. Hard to beat, yes. Uh, good, yes. But uh, I think I think I think they're in my mind they're a little bit more beatable, uh, looking at what I can find that, than Arizona would be, uh, and I guess maybe Creighton, as you've if you've stated. So uh, Alabama. Uh, Opens up their league, I think, is really good at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's going to be last in the league. That doesn't mean anything, but they haven't played very well. And they've got some winnable games. Mississippi State, uh, after getting off to a great start, gotten beat twice and gotten beat by Southern at home. Uh, that's The reason I mention that is that's the team that Alabama plays twice. Uh, they have Mississippi State, Auburn, and, um, and um, uh, LSU struggles, too. So that, that's good there. They they were added to uh, Tennessee and um, and Florida as the other two. Florida's just been very, very, very average, uh, and Tennessee has been good and bad according to how they shoot it. So uh, I think, Al- and as far as the league is concerned, I think Alabama's got a very good league schedule. Yeah, as you said, open up the Vanderbilt, then they got. Uh... South Carolina at home and at Mississippi yeah. State, uh, then at Missouri at Tennessee. So, uh, an opportunity to get off to a pretty good start there. Yeah, maybe the toughest. I mean, yeah. going to Mississippi State's a tough game, but, uh, they, one of their best players injured, uh, but, yeah. uh, going to Tennessee there. Tennessee's, uh, still trying to maybe find themselves. So I think Rick Barnes <laughs> a little bit frustrated with the team. So, uh, we'll see. But, uh, tonight, uh, Arkansas State, the game's at seven. Uh, but, uh, I was very critical last week of the time to get the, these guys a new arena as you watch, uh, all these other teams play. Uh, you know, they're able to put people around the courts and create a better environment than Alabama does. Uh, but uh, we'll see what kind of crowd they can get out there tonight against a, 
uh, you know, a struggling Arkansas State team. We give Coach Hodgkin some time to get it going there. Uh, just taking the job. All right, we'll take this uh, last break here. We'll open up the phone lines. You guys want to jump in and talk about uh, any basketball or what you saw uh, over the weekend with Alabama knocking off the Georgia Bulldogs. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we can now confirm a pedestrian was killed walking along McFarland Boulevard around 4 o'clock this morning. McFarland Boulevard eastbound remains closed at Harrison Parkway. Everything else looks like it's moving pretty well. If you see conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Look Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A beautiful day today. The sky's sunny, the high 62. Clear tonight with the low at 36. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Partly to mostly sunny both days with a cooling trend. The high tomorrow 58, the high Wednesday 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern, a great sponsor of of our show, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, uh, guys, you had Nebraska's coach come out uh, last week, and he said, uh, you know, a good transfer quarterback's worth a million to a million and a half. Um, you see Florida State's quarterback goes down and ends up costing them an opportunity to get into the Final Four. So your quarterback is a critical position. Then you look up this morning, and you see two starting quarterbacks from two two starting quarterbacks from two prominent schools. Oklahoma's uh, quarterback who started uh, Dylan Gabriel. He just put his name in the transfer portal. Ohio State starter uh, Kyle McCray uh, McCord put his name in transfer portal. Are these guys Dad and Justin? Are they just trying to capitalize now on the NIL? If you say this is yeah. what the quarterbacks worth, then yeah. I'm gonna. Throw my name out there and see if somebody's willing to pay it. I only get one shot, and people need quarterbacks. Is that what these guys are doing? I think so. You know, the the rumor, not the rumor, but the the feeling among the media is that uh, quarterbacks are getting a million dollars, and uh, they're saying to themselves, "Why not?" And uh, they also are getting a rumor uh, before they do this that somebody's going to take them. So somebody will take the Texas quarterback and the Oklahoma quarterback. Uh, they've got, you know, a rumor there and they, if they can make all close to a million dollars, they don't, they, you know, have to work a while to make that kind of money. And, um, I, I think, uh, in some cases it could even be a bidding war. Uh, this is, we've gotten ourselves, ourselves in a, uh, uncomfortable position, I think, um, with college athletics and football. I, I don't know the answer, um, I, I loved. I, I could get Jay Billis on, but I don't really want to get into a, you know, a, just a, I, I love to ask him, you know, did you feel it was going when you're your big support of this? Not that he did it, he didn't, uh, but your support. Did you think it would go like this? Uh, and and I'd, I'd be interested to hear his answer. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on it? You know, these guys. 
uh, they put their name in there and say, well, I want to see how much the Ohio State people really like me. Uh, so I guess they could always go back, but they're going to sweep. If they want them back, they're going to sweeten their deal. Uh, Oklahoma the same way. So these guys are just got. I mean, they're testing the market. They don't have to take them back, though. They don't have to, but I'm saying if they want them back, then they, you know, they weren't making very much there. So do you blame the kids? I don't blame the It's a system in place. Now, I don't like it, but I don't blame the kids. Justin, your thoughts on this? No, I think you're right, and this is what we've been talking about all year. It's going to be free agency for college athletes. I think some of these guys... It makes sense for them to enter the portal. I'm a little surprised by the Ohio State quarterback. I think you'd probably want to stay in there. He had a decent year. But why not see who if somebody's going to give you some more money and, and test the market like you just said? I mean, what would a guy like Jalen Milrow be worth if he put his name in the portal? I mean, Alabama would say, wait a minute, we can't lose him. We spent all this time developing him. So surely we can find another whatever for him. And well, the- you, can bet on, you, can bet, you can bet coach coaches getting involved in that behind the scenes. I'm not saying Jalen Milrow is going to put his name in the portal, but I'm just saying if he did, there would be somebody willing to pay big money for this guy, right? I mean, big money for what you see when he's done. So, I mean, his value is up there. So Alabama's going to have to find some more money for this kid to stay. That's right. I think we need to worry about Ty Simpson as well. Uh, (laughs) I do too. We're going to be in another situation. I agree. You know, you sit there and take your uniform off and put it back on every day in every game and hardly ever play. You have to be be in that kid's shoes. You're you're exactly right on that. Uh, Let me ask you two guys this. I brought it up. And I said if Milrow plays really good against Georgia, which he did, uh, we've seen how much he's, he's improved over the year. Uh, sometimes they take you on the unknown. So we say, man, he's improved this much in one year. What if he uh, comes back another year? But the NFL also, uh, I would think his draft stock uh, would not go any higher than what it is right now. Does he have to look at maybe now testing know. the waters as to what – where he would be picked, uh, uh, in y'all's opinion. And ain't it unbelievable what the the record that Bryce is having? Yeah. Just if you're, uh, Milrow, do you test the waters on the NFL draft to see if you can get a, what your draft status yeah, you know, is? I think we've heard before that Saban gets his guys that have a chance and he'll sit down with them and let them know. Uh, I think most notably we've heard this story with the, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the safety um, that played with the Jaguars for a long time. Um, he was a little frustrated that he went early and he ended up getting picked late. I, I think it's in Milrow's best interest to stay. I think he needs to, to go talk to Jalen Hurts and work on the passing. Because if he if he comes back next year having worked all offseason on passing and decision-making in the pocket with scrambling, one, Alabama is going to have a good season if that happens. But, but why do you want to give the NFL a free look at it to see if you can develop it? Or... Or they look at it and say, I think he can, so let's take him now in case he does. But you're giving them a free look to see if he can do the things that you're saying where they're going to draft you to see if you can do it before the unknown. I think we just talked about it. It's the (laughs) fact that he's going to make – I could see him making upwards of $2 million next year just from NIL alone. So why would he go to the NFL? Uh, He may make more staying than he could go and uh, be quite honest with you. Dad, anything else? uh, No, I I can't see anything. Everything's up up for – up for talk. 
Uh, yeah, it's you know, going to be a crazy week with transfer portal stuff in Alabama. Um, you know, they're going to have to maneuver it as well uh, to see, you know, who's going to come in, who wants to put their name in. And I think Coach tries to have an open-door policy, and he'll discuss it with them. They'll come and see him. He'll probably let them know, uh, you know, where they stand, and then those guys will have to, you know, get with their people and make the best decisions for them. But uh, for Oklahoma and Ohio State's quarterbacks already to be in the portal, shows you how these are starting these are starting quarterbacks, uh, show you how crazy it's going to be. All right, we've got to get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Gary's in ready to roll, so we look forward to uh, talking throughout the, the week about the Michigan game and everything that's come up. Alabama basketball tonight, so keep it locked in here all day long. You're so tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.